Joining me now, Freedom Works President Adam Brandon, his brand new book, A Republic, Not a Democracy, How to Restore Sanity in America. You know, Brandon, we're just not as divided as they tell us we are, but there's a big effort underway. How do you take that on? You know, it's funny you mentioned that, David, because I actually cited in my book some stats about we are not as divided as people think we are. And, and in fact, this still very much is a center-right nation. And by that, I mean, okay, I, mean, I do have my base Tea Party activist who is a hardcore conservative. But you, if you get out into the suburbs, people who are not politically active, they still believe in the basic premise of the founding and are not looking to rip it up. And uh, one of the things that is scary about our where we live and how we live right now is that there are people who want to use things like critical race theory to divide us. And in, so the way that you push back is you have to get involved in the system. I'm actually incredibly optimistic of what's coming up for our country and, and for future elections, but it does take people getting involved in the process. You know, let's go a little bit further, and in this case, a bit more international with this. Obviously, today you've got the big meeting between uh, Biden and Putin. You've got the world stage with the G7, the NATO meeting, Biden's first, the reactions of China, Russia, and other world leaders all playing out while America is being pushed towards democracy, mob rule, by those on the left versus a republic, a republican form of government and a constitutional republic. Those are at clear odds with each other. And I think we've gotten a little too comfortable in this country for those that may not know the distinction and just saying we're a democracy, we're a democratic form of government, but we're a republic. Right. And that is a fundamental mistake if people don't get that premise, because under a republic, minorities are guaranteed rights. If you are in the 49% or the 20% or the 1%, you can, your rights do not get trampled by the majority. In a democracy, that's not the case. In a democracy, the majority gets what it wants. If you go back 2,000 years ago, Plato wrote a book, Republic, in ancient Greece, and he said, before you have a tyranny, you have a pure democracy. So all this move to weaken voter laws, to get rid of the Electoral College, fundamental reforms of the Senate, all of that moves us closer to a democracy. And if that happens, the stability in the system that we've had for nearly 250 years, that goes away. You know, it's interesting that you you mentioned Plato's Republic, because I do want to go to something, and I'm working from memory here for a second, because in Plato's Republic, the conversations uh, between the Athenians and foreigners was the differences in the systems, right? The difference between right. justice, the just man, and the unjust man. And right now we have a fight in this country on a justice system and justice versus social justice and those who claim to be the just men and women for that matter. Well, I, I do talk a little bit in this book about how you, these concepts of – if you break everything down into identity politics, whatever your tribe wants to be, whether it's by your sex or by your gender or by, by your race, that, that's antithetical to our values as a republic. And, in fact, uh, David, I, had brought, I found a video of you recently that I was showing to one of my friends. You were on an interview a few years ago. 
and some woman starts lecturing you about your conservative values because you can't possibly understand the plight of an African-American man. And you so politely corrected her that, ma'am, if you could see who I am right now, you would understand how absurd your statement is. And the point of that is just like by judging you because of your political values and then superimposing racial values, that's not how our system is supposed to work. And if you go down that route and divide us, you, you, it, that is kind of the prerequisite to getting us into a pure democracy. We're all going to get into our little tribes and our tribes are going to battle it out. If we go that direction, there is no way. You mentioned the international stage. There's no way we could stand up to China if we are so divided at home. If we get back to those core values, which I do believe this is a center-right country, elections have proven that, if we get back to, to those types of values, understanding what the republic is, no one can beat us. My guest, Adam Brandon, Freedom Works president, his new book, A Republic, Not a Democracy, How to Restore Sanity in America. Uh, so how do we restore sanity? What, we, it's a path. I think it's a long right. journey. But how do we restore it? So the first things I like to point out is just the power of grassroots. I had Nigel Farage write my, my foreword because Brexit is an example of the power of the impossible, of the grassroots. And what you start to see is very similar to what happened in Brexit's happening in the United States. You have these kind of global elites based in our big cities who are more in aligned with international bureaucracies than the values of the country. And it makes sense. If you're running a large corporation, you're at the mercy of a lot of these, business, these governments. You want to be in close with them. And uh, you're not as aligned to what the people need, say, back in my home state of Ohio uh, versus trying to get market access. Well, our rights are guaranteed by our Constitution. Our rights are guaranteed by our republic. So what it takes to fight back against that pressure from these, these global elites is citizen activism. And a recent example of this is H.R. 1, which is struggling in the Senate. This is the For the People Act. Uh, Senator Manchin in West Virginia and Senator Sinema in Arizona I have both expressed doubts on the bill, putting the bill in question. Why is that? I believe it's because so many people, many of your listeners, are picking up their phones and I'm calling their senators saying, hey, I live in West Virginia. Hey, I live in Arizona. Senator Sinema, Senator Manchin, do not support this. Do not gut our filibuster. Do not gut the republic. And if there's enough of those calls and enough of those office visits, it scares the politicians' behavior. So my call to action to everyone is make sure that you are a frequent guest of your local congressman and senator's office. And not just that at the federal level, make sure that your state reps hear your voice. And hey, school boards, if you're a teacher, if you f go and find out if critical race theory is being taught in your schools, and if they are, go to that school board meeting and say, get this stuff out of our school board, or go to the school board and say, please keep fighting to keep it out. That's how we save the republic is every citizen has to take an active role. Yeah. And activism, the Tea Party movement, you and I were both there at the start and we've seen it. You know, that was the largest modern uprising on principles in this country. While they may have the megaphone with social media and the complicit media in many ways on these uh, leftist organizations, the numbers are with Americans, but to that point, and to your point, Adam, Americans have to act at whatever level they're able to. Thank you, my friend. Congrats on the book. And a uh, good way to put it, especially the last part, how to restore sanity in America. 
because we need Sanders. All right. Th- thanks, David. Appreciate it. All right. Full title of the book, A Republic, Not a Democracy, How to Restore Sanity in America by Adam Brandon, Freedom Works president and available wherever books are sold. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. Let's go back to the phones. We've got a couple of minutes left. Tim, Pennsylvania, go ahead. Hey, David. Um, I wanted to say, uh, <laughs> I know this might not be a popular statement, but I served in the Marine Corps from 8084. I consider myself a patriot. But uh, I'm a pretty big fan of <laughs> Vladimir Putin uh, only because I admire him because he's a strong nationalist. He believes in his country. I, I just admire that kind of grit and determination. Now, you know, I know he does questionable things, but, you know, he's old school, man. And I work with Russian people. I'm in the construction industry. And I'll tell you, Russian people are cool people, you know. I, I just... I admire the guy. He cares about his country, and he's going to do what he needs to do. No, I, I think I get it. I, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't use admiration. I would use understanding. <laughs> I understand where he is because I know his history. Many people, if I reference his history back in the '90s, wouldn't even know what it is or who Vladimir Putin was. Uh, but he is actually the son of the Bolshevik. Uh, revolution in the sense that when the Soviet Union collapsed, the Russian people were still hurting. They still are, maybe not as much, but they 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 were either going to be the recipients of a very broken and fractured nation or a nation that was pulled together the way the Russian culture has been pulled together before, whether under the czars and the czarinas or under the communists, not deciding what's good or bad, but the reality of it. Uh, well, that said, see, Americans, Americans don't understand what the Russian people have gone through. And it, they're a tough people. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to mess with them in a ground war for sure. But, um, you know, they're just, I don't know, people, American politicians do not understand Russia. We never have. We've never understood their mentality. And that's one of the problems with, with our politicians. Well, one of the other things is we probably need to focus on it on it as a population. Russian citizens, Russian people, and I have known many in my life, still have people I know who live far out, as in Sochi, or whether within Moscow, St. Petersburg, other areas, some since my childhood uh, that I've known. The people are not that dissimilar from our culture in the sense of all they want to do is live life, be left alone. And they've suffered through the czars, the generations, the communists, the socialist revolution that led to the Bolshevik win and now under Putin. And if given a chance, I think more people need to look at the Russian people. We often talk about people's revolutions. Maybe this is an evolution to a better Russia, which serves its people more, uh, Tim, but we'll have to see in due time. Thanks for the call. Yeah, there's a point there, too. You know, as we talk about the world leaders, Biden, Putin, uh, Merkel, Macron, Johnson, or, you know, whatever country, Erdogan, you name it. Look at the people. Some of you might be surprised when I say that. At the ground level, the Russian people are not that much dissimilar from Americans. And it doesn't matter where you're east or west of the Ural Mountains. But they really are very similar. 
just as we find similarities in Poland and Hungary and other Eastern European nations, it's because the cultural ask, maybe not rising to the level of a demand because they're not able, but the cultural ask is simply to live life. So that similarity, it's something we can exploit on the world stage. You're not going to challenge Putin with just an opponent in an election, so-called election. It's he who counts the votes. They still kept that principle. 866-95-PATRIOT. A lot of you have asked about what's going on inside the RNC. Ronna McDaniel, RNC chair. Next, a brand new podcast. What are the goals? What are they looking to achieve? I'll ask those questions. She'll answer them. 